everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Our Golden Twenties. You have Sadie and Tegan checking in for a whole new episode. Hey. Welcome. <laughs> oh, welcome. Welcome, group. <laughs> Please take a seat. Stay with us for a while. Yeah. I feel you said that very zen, Teg. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> this is our 21st episode, which is crazy. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, 21st episode on the 22nd of June. So we're doing this. Today we are going to be talking a bit about dating and partners, boyfriends, soulmates is the number one thing we're going to kind of debate and talk about. Mm-hmm. Are soulmates real or do they exist, I guess? But before we get into that, we can kick off this episode with a Tuesday tip. Woohoo! Did you want me to start with my tip? Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. So my tip is basically a reminder that I've been trying to tell myself, so I thought I'd share with the world. And it is basically to remind yourself that your body has carried you through this pandemic because I see a lot of people posting about how unhappy they are with their bodies because they've gained some weight or they haven't been able to work out because gyms are closed. And so I thought it'd be good to just remind you that you are literally going through a worldwide pandemic. The last time this happened Mm -hmm. was a century ago. And the reason that you're through it is because your body is strong and protecting you. And I think that's kind of cool. So Yeah. I love that. And I think we get so caught up in the aesthetics of our bodies that we forget Mm -hmm. just how much our bodies do for us in the day in day out that we don't even think about and yeah taking that time like you said just to give yourself a break celebrate your wins I think that's definitely important and that resonates for me a good Mm -hmm. reminder I should definitely tell myself as well and I think mentally too right like Mm -hmm. we got through this guys like it's not done yet but things are definitely looking better so give yourself a huge like hug and pat on the back this is yeah. happening. We're making it through. <laughs> yeah. I remember I used to say, like, watch a zombie movie and think, like, okay, as soon as that happens, I'm dead instantly because, like, there's no chance. <laughs> but now here I am, you know, a year and a half later. Living the zombie movie. Yeah. And I'm, you know, feeling very lucky that I am healthy I, you know, got my first dose. It's all coming together. And that's just because, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm strong. My body's strong. So, yeah, it's all good. I love that so much. I think that actually kind of transitions well into my tip. And, of course, Mm -hmm. I have to go on, like, story time ramble before I get to the actual tip. But just the past few weeks, I've been feeling extremely down. And I think it is just due to like ever going lockdown, like obviously now in Toronto, restrictions have started to lift, things Mm -hmm. are starting to look up, but that didn't happen until, you know, just recently. So this year has been really tough and I've felt like I've been dealing with the pandemic really well. And then just the past few weeks, it's kind of hit me that 
you have been doing it well, but that doesn't mean it hasn't affected you and doesn't mean that, you know, you're the same person you were in February 2020 before all of this happened. Like, you've gone through a lot and yeah, there probably are some things that have changed. And at first I was feeling really sad about that. I feel like I've lost ambition like at Mm. work and just like the whole like go-getter mentality that I feel like my friends and family know me for. I feel like I've lost that just Mm. obviously because there's nothing to go and get right now. (laughs) Right. And it's just, you know, been daunting. So it's like I can put energy into work, but at the same time it drains my energy when we're working from home. Like it's just been a lot. We're all in the same boat. Obviously, another big part of like my identity was like traveling and just like exploring and that was all kind of taken away. And there's just so many parts of things that I pride myself on or what I used to pride myself on that made me me that I feel so disconnected from. And it's just kind of been hitting me the past few months. And as we ease back into kind of like real life in quotes and come out on the other side of this pandemic, it's just hitting me that like... There's some things that I might not get back that I used to Mm -hmm. have, you know, there might be things that take a while, um, like my social life and whatnot, like things that I have to build back up over a few months or a few years, but I'm Mm -hmm. trying to not let that make me sad. And I'm trying to use this and like change my mentality to be like the other side of this pandemic, it's not going back to what it was before. Like that's not the mentality that's cheering me up the mentality is that this is like a fresh new slate and it's full of new opportunities so the tip here there's the backstory me and my feels (laughs) the tip is to let go of any expectations as we ease back into real life and I saw this little graphic on Pinterest and all it said it was a green background and it just had bold white text on it and it said a new era of me And I read that like two days ago, right when I was like writing notes for this podcast episode. And I was like, that sums up literally how I've been feeling. And like the mindset I want to take on is I'm kind of grieving, like I said. And I know this sounds very dramatic. Like I don't think it is this dramatic, (laughs) but maybe for some people it is. But like grieving parts of who I was before the pandemic. And then also just like now viewing it as like, well, now this is my chance to be whatever I want to be, you know? Mm -hmm. And like if I want to pick up habits that I had before, great. If I want to make new habits, even better. So that is it. Let go of your expectations. Mm -hmm. View this as a new era of me. And we got this. Yeah, I feel like that will probably resonate with a lot of people because I've been I've seen people online saying that basically their identity was their work. So if someone asked like, hey, Mm -hmm. what, like, who are you? They'd say, oh, well, I'm so-and-so and and my job is as a fashion designer or whatever. But then when everything else got taken away except for work, they discovered that that wasn't necessarily what was fueling them and giving them joy. Yeah. And that- Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, it kind of, you need to- like do the work I think to shift your perception on maybe I don't want to live to work maybe I'm working so that I can live you know what I mean but I think it's hard and I think that a lot of people are going through that change and it was kind of forced like 
our whole lives were kind of taught like figure out what you want to go to school for so that you can get your dream job and blah 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 and then it's like okay well I got the dream job and Mm -hmm. this isn't what is fueling me so what now and yeah, yeah it's hard yeah and that like is me to a T, like literally me to a T. And as soon as the pandemic hit and I was removed from my routine, I was like, wow, there's so much more that fulfills me than Mm -hmm. I had realized, you know, because I always thought I thrive in hustle culture, you know, and Mm -hmm. I thrive like when I'm working. And I still think that's true, but I think that's exactly what you said is like, that's only part of who I am. There's a lot more to me, a lot more to my identity and like my values than just work and Mm -hmm. like, you know, my daily grind kind of thing that revolves around work. So yeah, yeah, I, I love that. And it's funny too, because obviously I've been thinking a lot about this and I also put a lot of pressure on myself um, Mm. just because I'm, I am a strong person and anytime I show a moment of weakness, I feel it's out of character for myself and right. I don't think my friends or my family view it that way, mm-hmm. but I always feel like they do. You know what I mean? Sorry, I tripped over my words a little. I always feel like they do <laughs> and that's like not something I want to – like I don't want people to think I'm weak, you know, and I always right. am like I'm the strong friend. I need to be there for other people. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's like, okay, well, girl, you also need to be there for yourself too. So I've Mm -hmm. done a lot of like journaling and one of my journal prompts was basically just like kind of getting back in touch with who am I outside of work, you know? And Mm -hmm. it was exactly that tag. It was like, what do I value? What makes me me? Like, what is my personality like? Like, how can I describe myself besides just saying what I do for a living. And I know that sounds so dumb, but it just was like a good exercise for me to do to remind myself like pandemic or not, this is who you are. And maybe the pandemic has taken away some of these things. Maybe it's changed my views on some of these things. And then just how do I want to move forward with that knowing we're coming Mm -hmm. out on the other side of the pandemic. So yeah, I don't know. Just some soul searching happening over here. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. I mean... Like, regardless of a pandemic, you know, you're changing all the time. And I think this is maybe something we're going to talk about in the main part. But yeah. So maybe the pandemic's just accelerating the changes that would have happened anyways, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, okay, starting the, leave it to me to just be like, (laughs) hey guys, let's just get everybody in the feels in the first 10 minutes of this episode. (laughs) We're not even talking about what we want to talk about yet, but we're all like in our feels, (laughs) getting deep. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Well, all that being said, let's transition to talk about relationships. And I think Mm -hmm. actually relationships is a big part of what I didn't necessarily think or thought I valued prior to the pandemic and I know that sounds dumb but it was like I didn't I took for granted I guess just like being able to go for dinner with friends and like catch up with friends and always having because you know I don't have roommates anymore I don't have a boyfriend my family lives like outside the city it was kind of isolating for me and I wasn't like Mm -hmm. you know like used to that but all of this is to say I value relationships and that is what we're going to talk about (laughs) the rest of this episode (laughs) 
So, Tag, I think let's just start by talking about soulmates. So when we're talking about soulmates right now, we're talking about the idea that there's one person out there who you're Mm -hmm. destined to be with, and this person is your other half romantically. Mm -hmm. So, Tag, I think, like, let's just address the question first. Do you believe soulmates exist? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. I don't think that I think that this concept and it's maybe the same as love at first sight is kind of perpetuated by people who are in relationships like I feel like that's the kind Mm. of thing that like someone in a relationship would say to their single friend yeah but I don't think that that is realistic whatsoever (laughs) yeah I'm with you 100% even as a single person I'm like I don't believe in soulmates in this context. Mm. Like the idea that there's one person out there that I'm destined to be with and the fact that I'm still single is because I haven't met them yet. Like, right. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. I don't believe that. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I'll say, like, the monogamy is not the issue because I believe that people can be monogamous. It's the totally. that there's some like greater power in the universe that has these two people that are, like you said, destined to be together. And when you Mm -hmm. meet this person, it'll be like, boom, a lightning bolt, love at first sight. And then you'll get together and instantly know that you're going to get married, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like this view also just implies that once you do find that person, that's it. Everything else just falls into place. It's easy. They're your soulmate. So it doesn't take – like your relationship doesn't take work. And Mm -hmm. I think that is like a total myth. And I think that's why I'm like I don't believe in soulmates. And as someone who's like so devoted to like self-growth and like self-development and stuff, I'm like people are growing all the time, you know. And I Mm -hmm. think because of that relationship – relationships take a lot of work and like a lot of communication and you want to make sure you're with somebody who's supporting your growth and you're supporting theirs and you guys are growing together Mm -hmm. not just because you guys are destined to be together it's going to work out despite you growing and the other person not growing or you know you guys like changing I guess like yeah who you are individually and then don't expect that to not impact your relationship yeah I feel like even me personally like when I first met my husband I was like wow I really like this guy I feel like I could spend forever with him yeah but then I feel like if we broke up I wouldn't have been like shocked either Mm -hmm. like you know what I mean it's not just like you meet the one person and it all works out like it's you have to put in work and they have to put in work to build a relationship and it's the same like with friendships like you don't just meet one friend and then you're like oh my god this is my best friend for the rest of my life we did it like just like with relationships you have to put in work and build the bond together and put in the effort And so I feel like that's kind of what gets overlooked when soulmates are mentioned. 
Totally. I love that. And I think like we have an episode on friendships in particular and outgrowing friendships in your 20s. And I think that is so true. Like that applies to romantic relationships as well. And Mm -hmm. I think that applies to romantic relationships as well. And I I don't think though, for some reason, when it's friendships that you're outgrowing, you're able – like obviously it depends on the situation, but I think people – can find closure a little bit easier than in romantic relationships. Like I think it's common after a breakup to be like, that was a waste of time or like, I guess just like looking back on that time and like regretting it. But I do think that every relationship, like if it's long-term or if it's just like a short little stint kind of thing, I think you're Mm -hmm. learning something from every relationship and that's like helping you kind of grow into yourself. And I think it's all worthwhile. But that being said, I think you need those experiences. And if they're good or bad, like that's the whole point of life. It's not just going out there looking for one person in particular that you're going to spend every single day with. You know, it's like, what's the word or the saying I'm looking for? It's like, it's about the journey, not the destination. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I feel like also that... This is something I've brought up before on the podcast, which maybe makes me sound not like a romantic, but I think there needs to be an element of logic in your decision to like go forward with a relationship. Like, do you and your partner have similar long-term goals? Do you have similar values? Do you have similar lifestyles? Just because you feel that, like, ping of attraction and you work well together in the situation you're in now doesn't mean that you're destined to be together forever. And that's when you need to have, like, these discussions with them. And this is, like I was saying in a previous episode, your proposal should never be... a surprise you should know Mm -hmm. that that's the next step in your relationship and so that I feel like goes out of the scope of soulmates because we met and we just go so well together and we're you know he makes me laugh but we have totally different long-term goals and different values and we live completely different lifestyles like you need to kind of think of those things logically yeah Because that is kind of the foundation of what makes up your relationship and that's what will break your relationship. Totally. Yeah, I love that so much. And I think that's like such a big part of relationships is like, for me, it's my biggest pet peeve. I don't even know if pet peeve is the right word, but like (laughs) it bothers me to no end when friends are in relationships and they're sacrificing something for the other person and I understand you know relationships are definitely about compromise in some cases you know maybe in most cases but you should never be sacrificing your values like you said Tag, and like you should never be sacrificing your identity and like things Mm -hmm. that make you you and your goals just because you think this person is your soulmate you know Mm -hmm. like that that doesn't seem to be a fulfilling relationship to me yeah yeah exactly yeah and that I feel like that also goes kind of hand in hand with like love at first sight I do not think exists like obviously there's kind of like the attraction which to me reads as more like animalistic 
Mm-hmm. But if you're, like, attracted to someone and then you meet them and they're, like, a crazy racist or something, you're, like, yeah. then you'd be, like, no, love at true sight doesn't exist. It's, like, the people who it happened to work out for that I feel, like, perpetuate that myth. Totally. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I think it's even the same as, like, everybody dreams of having, like, a meet cute like mm-hmm. mine is definitely like in the grocery store like you know when I'm hoping for my meat keep to happen I'm going to the dr- grocery store looking super cute just to get my groceries and I think we like romanticize this idea and like we all want that to happen but I think take to your point say it happens you don't need to put your pressure or put pressure on yourself that it has to work out from that because you might right. actually go out with them and all of a sudden you're like okay no like on an emotional level we're not connecting you know like we're not Mm -hmm. jiving so yeah yeah and this is why like uh probably the majority of people in relationships they meet their significant other at school or at work Mm -hmm. or you know like because that is already showing that you share somewhat similar values and have a similar lifestyle at least a little bit and then that's kind of your foundation that you build off of where if you're just meeting a random person out in the world it's like the chances that you are compatible I feel like goes even lower yeah because then you don't have you know work connecting you or whatever because you know you meet this cute guy in the grocery store and he's like oh yeah I'm a billionaire or the other way where it's like oh yeah I'm almost out of money I'm gonna be homeless like you could be somewhere in the middle you could be on either side like there's just no way of knowing if these random people you meet are at all compatible with you on like actual levels that matter when building a solid relationship. And totally. so, yeah. I think that's like so bang on. And this is where I really struggle with online dating. Like not online dating. That made me sound like I was like super old, but like dating apps. <laughs> <laughs> because that's it. It's like you're just judging people based off a profile Mm-hmm. But it's really hard to see somebody's values through their profile and and their right. goals, especially until you start talking to them and mm-hmm. you're swiping based on kind of like your initial impression of them. Um, but it isn't until you start talking to them that you know if you're actually compatible or not. And mm-hmm. I've said this to a few friends is like I'm on dating apps, like not at all like recently, but <laughs> – I have them downloaded, but that is not really how I want to meet my person. I want it to be, like you said, Tag, like in, like at the yoga studio, because we clearly both, you know, value yoga and like Mm -hmm. have something in common since we're in the same place at the same time doing the same thing. So Mm -hmm. I definitely think, yeah, that is a way more realistic expectation to have rather than just, yeah love at first sight for sure yeah well and I feel like with dating apps too like you're obviously projecting kind of your best self in your profile and then even when you're chatting you're projecting your best self in the chat and you're thinking really hard about you know giving the best crafted responses and even on a first date you're trying to present yourself in the best um and it's the same like outside of dating apps I feel like that's every relationship And then it's like the longer it goes on, the more you kind of find out the real person that you're sitting across from. And it's the same like when you move in with someone, maybe that's when you realize you're not compatible at all. Like, so maybe your soulmates 
on your first date because it works so perfect. But by the time, you know, you're moving in together or you're getting married or you're having kids, things are shifting. Yeah. And I think that's normal. Yeah, totally. So I think number one piece of advice to listeners, I don't think this is like an advice episode, but just (laughs) while we're on the topic, be like your most authentic self on dates, Mm -hmm. like as much as you can be. I know it's scary to be vulnerable. I've like opened up about that in a past episode. It's very tough to be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. but just like be your authentic self as much as you can because first of all, it'll make the other person feel comfortable to be their authentic self too, but it also just helps you kind of know sooner if you guys are actually compatible or not and Mm -hmm. I was talking about like viewing failed relationships maybe not failed relationships but like breakups as like a waste of time and stuff but it's like if you're just honest and like yourself from the get-go like you're kind of mitigating wasting time so Mm -hmm. definitely a good piece of advice I just called my own advice good advice (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's that's just how my brain is working today. <laughs> All of this being said though, I was reading this Women's Health magazine article in preparation for this episode and they had part interview with this clinical psychologist from a hospital in New York. Her name is Sabrina Romanoff and she had this really amazing quote that I love so much. It was, replace the idea of finding your soulmate with creating one through years of learning about them, navigating challenges, creating a family, and loving each other through all the happy and hard times. So I think that like perfectly sums up what we're talking about here. Like Mm -hmm. It's not just based off, you know, you see them, you have a great meet cute, you're destined to be together, it's going to work out. It's the idea that you find somebody you're compatible with who shares the same values and goals as you, same lifestyle. You're able to, you know, build this really deep bond with them and go through life with them and then they Mm -hmm. become your soulmate, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I love that because as far as, you know, relationships go there is a significant amount I think of compromise and so you know maybe when you first meet someone you think this person could be my soulmate and then you actually are you know dating them and seeing them more and more and there are deal breakers I guess and I feel like this is where you kind of have to come into it logically and as an adult and have a conversation with them and say like the way that you're acting or the way you're doing this is a deal breaker to me How do you want to proceed? And then if you, you know, you continue to do that, basically, your entire relationship with them and you kind of build and grow and help each other be better people. Hopefully it's better people, not the opposite way. But and then you're kind of creating your relationship together and it's giving you a shared thing that you're working on. It's not just like two people magically click and happen to hang out together. Like it's a project and you are working on it with your significant other the entire time you're together. Yeah. I love that so much. I think that's a great way to look at it. So kind of on that note, just switching away from the soulmates, but to compatibility, Mm -hmm. I think we've talked about, you know, sharing a lot of the same values as your partner. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think that like equals a strong foundation but I do think in some cases opposites can attract as well Mm -hmm. I think you know like 
we're saying the values and even like lifestyle to a certain extent should be somewhat mutual or at least like you can work with the other person's values, you know, like maybe they don't value work as much as you value work, but you guys just understand that about each other and can work with it. However, something like family, maybe if you value family, but your partner doesn't like that might be like equal bigger things down the line. Like right now in our twenties, maybe it just equals you want to spend the holidays with your family, but they want to book an all-exclusive trip to Cuba for the holidays and not even celebrate, like, you know, like those sorts of things. Or it could come down to like, do you want kids? Maybe they don't want kids, those Mm -hmm. sorts of things. So like big values, you probably want to make sure you're on the same like page and goals. Mm -hmm. But I think as far as like personality and interests go, I think opposites can attract. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that, Tig? Yeah, I feel like obviously having shared interests is maybe the easiest way to build a relationship because it's giving yeah. you stuff to do together and things to talk about. Yeah. And so maybe swiping through dating apps, that's something that you should be kind of keeping an eye out for. Like you said, if you see someone on a dating app that's super into yoga, you're like, okay, well, that's already something that we connect on Have in and common. something that yeah. yeah we can talk about but then outside of interests I do think that opposites can attract in some ways and different kind of lifestyles can sometimes complement each other like if mm-hmm. you have someone who's super organized and someone who's disorganized, the organized person can, you know, help that person and it's their thing. They do the calendar and the other one just listens to what they're saying. But it's also, like, at a point where it can't be too extreme or else, yeah. like, if someone's a huge disaster and the other person's super organized, like, that's probably not going to work out. I think all of this is kind of within reason. Or if one person's messy and one person's clean, one person likes to do the cooking and one person doesn't, you know, those are the kind of things that can complement. But if it's, like one person likes to do cocaine and the other person doesn't even drink well you're probably gonna have problems one person likes to save their entire paycheck and the other person likes to blow it right away you're probably gonna have you know issues there and so I also think it maybe depends on how important these values are like maybe having a messy home Mm -hmm. isn't that big of a deal for either party but financials could be a huge issue so totally kind of depends yeah yeah and I think while you were talking what came to mind for me was if you are with somebody or like starting a relationship with somebody who is different from you in a certain way I think you just need to decide like is this going to be a deal breaker I think you use that word tag where it's like you can make it work but you just can't like you have to accept that about them you can't view your differences as something will work on changing, you know, like, or something that you're going to hold against that person for your entire relationship. Like Mm -hmm. me, I'm not good with my money. I would love to be with somebody who is good with money so I can Mm -hmm. learn from them and they can help me. But at the same time, if they shame me for every online purchase I like made, (laughs) like that probably wouldn't work out. You know what I mean? Like, I hope Mm -hmm. they can just be like, she loves to shop, you know, like Mm -hmm. she's, trying to like make improvements on money whatever it is but 
I think there is like some balance in that too. Yeah. And at the same time, you probably don't want to be with someone who has $5 in their checking account because as soon as they get their paycheck, they're like paying off three credit cards they have. You know, like I feel like everything's kind of within reason. And so maybe you want to date someone who's outgoing. You can still date someone who's not. But then maybe in certain situations, they are outgoing or maybe they're not. But it kind of depends on how valuable that is. Like, I always pictured myself with someone who was, like, down to, like, go on any adventure and go out and go to every party. But that's not really Tyrell, who I ended up marrying. (laughs) But (laughs) I do find he's more of a homebody. But when we go out... He's, like, the one who's talking to everyone, going, like, chatting. You know what I mean? So these values might still be there, just not how you expect them to be. So even though he's not, like, let's go to a party every weekend, when he goes to a party, he's, like, out there making small talk, chatting to everyone. Yeah. So it's kind of hard because you don't know these things unless you kind of, like, see them in action. Totally. Too. So maybe this might be another dating app advice, but it might be if something seems like you won't be compatible, maybe that's, you know, you will be if you actually kind of take a chance and investigate. Like if you're like, I only want to date someone who says they love to cook because I hate cooking. Mm -hmm. Like, who knows? Maybe you meet someone who's like, yeah, I don't like to cook because I don't know how to do it, but I'd love to take a class. And then it ends up working out perfectly, you know? Like, you don't really know until you actually get to actually know the person that you're dating. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. Okay. And then, Tag, I have one more on the compatibility. One more thought that I don't know really where you stand. (laughs) Okay. So we've talked about astrology a bit in past episodes and mention it, you know, here and there. Pretty much, I feel like anytime we can, we're not experts. But I was wondering what you think about zodiac compatibility. Do you think, like, that's, that's a thing? Not really. My way of using astrology is to reflect on, like, myself on the inside. So I don't think astrology will, like, predict your future, Yeah, that that kind of stuff. And in the same way where I don't think, like, just because you're a Gemini, you should date a Scorpio. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like that's maybe just another way to limit yourself. And I feel like your attraction is, like I said, kind of more like animalistic. Nothing to do with the stars. And so I feel like astrology is a good tool to be like, what's going on inside me? Why am I acting like this? And then it can be like, this is your sign, blah, blah, blah. I just don't know if it's... Like I said, I feel like that's almost uh, getting into the territory of, like, predicting the future. And that's the part I don't uh, like okay. about it. But, okay. yeah, what about you? Gotcha. So, I don't think this surprised anybody that, yes, I do believe in it. <laughs> <laughs> but I totally agree with you. And I think I believe in it to a certain extent. Like you, I use astrology as a tool to analyze myself and mm-hmm. the things that are going on in my life and the way... 
or sorry, the why behind why I am the way that I am. And I think though, kind of building on that is I feel like astrology can help you get a good sense of others as well. Mm -hmm. And obviously this isn't like analyzing their birth chart by any means, you know, and like all the aspects to their sign and like who they are. But I do Mm -hmm. think astrology and, you know, just knowing somebody's zodiac sign can give you kind of like insights into their personality and or Mm -hmm. maybe not personality, into some of their traits. Mm -hmm. And it might be true. It might not be true. You know, like there's obviously some Scorpio traits I like resonate with more than others and probably same for you, Tag. Mm -hmm. Like when you're just reading about yourself, I think having the same expectation for others. But I do think just because I believe in astrology so much and I believe in like those traits that it says for each Mm -hmm. sign that there will reading compatibilities. It's very much like you might feel tension in this part of your relationship, but that's because, you know, as a Scorpio, you're a lot more, you know, like reserved and Mm -hmm. not open to vulnerability, which is 100% me versus, you know, I'm trying to date a Libra who wants to talk about everything or whatever it is. So I think they're interesting, Mm -hmm. but similar to you, I use them more as like a reflecting tool rather than like, oh my God, I just started dating this guy and I'm now going to Google our compatibility to see if we're going to get married and have kids. Right. (laughs) Like, no, that's not, that's not the role it plays for me. (laughs) Well, yeah. And like you said, maybe you're looking and it's, you know, saying you will feel friction here, but maybe the friction's like really minor or maybe it's a deal breaker, you know, like it's still, I feel like relationship to relationship dependent. Exactly. And you have to like feel it out for yourself and your personal experience. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the moral of this whole episode (laughs) is that there's (laughs) no like simple, easy answer of if you meet someone, is this the one? Is it going to work out? Like you don't really know until you go through it, I think. Totally. Yeah. Which sucks. But it'd be so much easier if it was like... As soon as you knew, then you knew, but. Yeah. Like, it does suck, but kind of going back to what I said earlier, like, we also need to, like, enjoy it because, like, Mm -hmm. that's the whole point, you know? Like, if we just all graduated high school, went to the school we were supposed to go to, got the job we were supposed to get, met the man we're supposed to marry or woman, you know, whatever, we had three kids you know, we got the minivan, we got the golden retriever, this is our life, like, that'd be so boring. And that would imply that we're all the same, you know, where Mm -hmm. it's like, let's enjoy the, yeah, getting to know someone stage. And like, let's enjoy Mm -hmm. learning about ourselves when things go wrong or learning about Mm -hmm. other people. Um, I know that's like way easier said than done. And that is definitely not how I view life all the time. (laughs) But it is like a good like, way to think about things or a good reminder Mm -hmm. if you can think about things that way well yeah I think like all of the most successful people and all of the good characters that you love in movies and books the thing that makes you like them is the trials and tribulations that they've gone through and the ups and downs so you have to expect that if you want to become this like interesting person who's smart and has grown a lot you're going to be going through mistakes and learning from them and that's 
you know, if you didn't, you'd be the most boring person in the world and probably no one would want to be your friend. Like, yeah, you uh, you kind of have to go through the ups and downs. And that's what makes life exciting. It's what makes the highs so high if you come from the low of the lows. Yeah. And I think it's what helps you realize your potential. And Mm -hmm. I think I mentioned this in a past episode, my obsession with greatness And that's like what helps unlock your greatness is when you Mm -hmm. take a risk on somebody, when you take a risk on something outside your comfort zone and it ends up being amazing. I think that applies to relationships as well. And Mm -hmm. this is me giving myself a pep talk right now is (laughs) sometimes you have to step outside your comfort zone, you know, and you have to put it all out there if it's being vulnerable or if it's just finally going for that second date that you said you would go for, but you feel scared like you just have to do it because you don't know what's on the other side of it and sometimes like we said it might be a flop you know might not go anywhere but there is still that chance that it will go somewhere and it'll Mm -hmm. you know teach you a lot and be a really great experience so you just have to go for it yeah I feel like with anything but specifically in relationships there is like a risk with any decision you make. If you decide, I don't want to date anyone because I'm over it, there's a risk that 10 years later, you're like, oh, I wish I was dating people. If you're out there and you're dating a bunch of people and you get your heart broken, there's a risk that you're like, God, I wish I had just never (laughs) gone on all those dates, you know? But you don't know. And it's the same with if you decide... I'm going to stay with this person forever. There's a risk. Well, what if someone better comes along? Like, you have no way to predict the future. You just kind of have to go with the flow, go with your gut, and do what you think is best for you. Because no matter what happens, things are going to go wrong. And no matter what happens, things are going to go right. Mm -hmm. And that's literally all life is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so before we wrap this up, I just wanted to also end on the note of reshaping maybe what a soulmate is. And I came across some quotes on Pinterest and, you know, articles that are saying like maybe the idea of soulmates being, you know, just one, I was going to say one and done, that sounds mean, but like a one person for you like maybe that's an outdated idea of soulmates and maybe it's evolved but the word soulmate is still relevant and I saw this little graphic forever ago and it said soulmates aren't just lovers and I was like this resonates so much to me because I've never been in a super serious relationship I've never Mm -hmm. been in love um like in a romantic way but when I think about my past roommates, you know, I've Mm -hmm. never had friendships like I've had with my past roommates, you know, and these Mm -hmm. people are the people who see you at the end of a really bad day and Mm -hmm. the people you cry to, you know, hopefully if you have like a good relationship with your roommates, I know not everybody does, but in my case, like my roommates, I felt like were my soulmates Mm -hmm. and saw every side of me and didn't judge me and, you know, kind of became my family. And it was like, Mm when you think about soulmates in that way, you know, just talking about a person you have this super strong bond with and people who Mm -hmm. just understand you and you're like, you get me like nobody else does. In that sense, 
I 100% believe in soulmates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like I don't have like a million of them and I don't mm-hmm. think there are a million, million of them for each person. But like for like even my sister, like literally the person I tell everything to, you know, and mm-hmm. those past roommates, like I would definitely call them my soulmates 100%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was also thinking, here we go. This is the only Sex in the, so- sex in the City reference in this episode. <laughs> is when Charlotte says to the girls at brunch, like, maybe we can be each other's soulmates. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes. Like, I feel that to the core, you know? Yeah. They just have yeah. this special bond. They become each other's family and just, yeah, they're soulmates. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I feel like even... If I was to say, compare the two stories of me meeting my husband and our relationship and me meeting you and our relationship and was like, guess which one is my soulmate? I guarantee everyone would guess you because it's like we met the first day of kindergarten and then we went our separate ways and we came back together. You know what I mean? And so I feel like that's why putting a label on that it's going to be love at first sight and I'm going to meet the one and I'm going to know and we're going to be soulmates it's just (laughs) added pressure like just go through your life yeah it'll probably work out it's all good yeah exactly cool well is that is that all we got on the soulmate topic yeah I think so Well, thanks everyone for tuning in to this week's episode. We put out a new episode every single Tuesday, so make sure you follow us and are subscribed. Give us a rating if you like the show. Yeah. That's something we've never asked before, but you know, if you're liking it, shoot us a rating. If you're not liking it, shoot us a text. Don't (laughs) rate us badly. Tell us how to improve. Yeah. 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 Give us a DM. Don't make it public. (laughs) Uh, So you can find us on social media at our golden twenties on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Spotify, all over the place. We also have a Patreon where uh, you can subscribe and we put out extra content there. We drop the episodes early and it's, the best way to show your support for the podcast so thanks everyone for listening (laughs) thanks guys we'll see you next tuesday Bye. bye